is a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- 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 Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, now, thank you for joining us here on the Transparent Show. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm reporting from University of Southern California spring football practice. And what a visit I had yesterday, which was Thursday, at USC. Learned a lot about uh, what the team is doing offensively. Learned about, a lot about what they're doing defensively. Learned a lot about the personnel. Uh, their depth and lack thereof, and the coaching team. We're going to dive right into it, reporting on USC football divisions. Playing live, or not live, but reporting from USC, uh, it, was, it was a very, very tensuous feeling of the USC. First of all, uh, very tight security. We know that the Missy Hospital funeral. Uh, Engagement was uh, the same day, um, just down the street at the state of the There was a lot of traffic, a lot of people, very busy. But at the USC, things were even more tensioned. Uh, it was just a lot of very strenuous, it seems like. Um, there was a strict rule about not having a phone out, don't pull your phone out, and don't take a picture. And I mean, I saw you know, security people running after people that took their phone out, I took mine out just to see what time it was, and it came by, and they opened their phone out again. It was very, very odd, um, a bit, I don't know, I'd say the paranoia kind of set me in a little bit, not sure what's going on at the USC, I don't remember it being like that when Pete was there, but we know these are those times, these are not the glory years of USC, trying to get up off the mask and get back on the map. I'm not sure if that's the way to do it, making people making people annoyed at practice, but nevertheless, that's what happened. So you talk about the USC Trojans 2019 football team. We're talking about the good at first. Uh, I thought the club was in the skill position. We'll start off in the backfield. What about Stephen Cole? His normal self back in his days from Rancho uh, Summit High School, Stephen Carr looked really good. I thought he looked, uh, I thought he was fast, he looked thin, he looked explosive, but he caught the ball well off the backfield. I uh, just thought he looked really good. He's ready to have a big time here. I think JT Daniels did a nice job throwing the pill around, 
looks like he made some good decisions. Um, I thought his ball placement was pretty good in the one-on-one phase. Um, he looked decisive in the 11-on-11 phase of practice. Still like got on the ball right. Deep ball seemed to kind of float a little bit. Still needs to drive the ball out there and let guys run up under it. Um, but I thought all in all, he had a pretty good had to grade him on the field from zero to 10. I'll probably grade him at about a seven. Uh, if I had a great second from zero to 10, I would grade him probably at about an eight and a half. I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, let's go for the wide receiver spot, which is probably the struggle position. Uh, I'm on Rob. Uh, he looks, you know, just head and shoulder better than all the defensive backs. And it seemed like, for me, nobody really wanted to guard the guy. But he lined up on the outside. It was like, okay, he's coming out here to get burnt next. Uh, Greg Johnson did the best he could to stand in front of Rob and, and, and defend him. But uh, Rob took him to school time and time again. And it was, it was a little, little bit of a joke. Um, as he just ran any route he wanted to without very much resistance and just took advantage of a Greg Johnson. He just seemed like he was not in the same league or of, of, of the same caliber as Amon Ra. Um, and it was just a mismatch. And look on the other side, Tyler Bonds made a couple great catches in the back of the end zone. We know he's a 50-50 guy, a high-point monster. He's going up and get him. He's a route runner, but... Uh, Michael Pittman did a nice job. Michael Pittman did a nice job. Oh, Christian, oh, Christian was too, but he did a nice job on the outside. Really did a nice job getting off the line as a big body receiver. Creating separation, uh, using his body, using his ability to lean and chicken wing off the defenders. Really preparing himself back to the football. I thought he did a nice job as well. But those three wide receivers, I thought, looked pretty good. Um, if you ask me, they're probably... The best trio of wide receivers in the Pac-12. Those three guys are NFL players, and I thought they looked good. Uh, let's move down to the offensive line. Wasn't a ton to see. Um, I thought they looked decent. Um, I thought on the edges, uh, guys moved their feet well. Uh, they did, you know, best they could to stay in front of pass rushers. They don't have elite rushers on the edge of the USC. Those couple tackles. A nice job. The interior guys, they kind of struggled a little bit. They gave up some pressure in 11 on 11. Looks like third down drill. Gave up some pressure up the middle. Uh, gave up a couple sacks. The interior uh, looks like it needs to improve from that guard to the guard kind of guy. That triangle. Guard to the guard. Supposed to be the defense. Uh, moving along, let's talk about the defense. Lots to be desired on the defensive side of the ball if you're a USC fan. Lots to be desired. Uh, defensive line, it looked like Drew Jackson was running with the game. Uh, but he's an unproven talent. We know he's got a lot of potential, and he showed up well this spring. Uh, but if the first person I'm talking about is a true freshman defensive end, then you know you got some issues on the defensive front. Other than Drew Jackson, wasn't much to speak of. Uh, Guys having difficulty getting off blocks. Guys having difficulty getting the pass rush. And a very tough time pursuing to the football down the field. Didn't see much uh, in that arena for the Trojans. That defensive line, uh, not the strong point right now. But Hunter Eccles did a pretty decent job on the outside. Uh, making a couple of plays on the inside. Talia Gofiotti. 
he moves around well. He looks like he's dropped a few pounds and looking a little lighter on his feet, which is going to bode well for the Trojans. Uh, on the second level, on the back end, uh, again, very, very frustrating if you're a USC fan. Uh, again, Fred Johnson, he had a rough day going on my last Well, Isaac Taylor Stewart, uh, he was not... Uh, he has not lived up to his five-star feeling as of yet. Still a guy developing. Uh, made a couple plays. They were just walk-ons, but he made a couple plays. But uh, did not show me very much in terms of his ability to get on the field game one and really impact the game. Uh, at the safety position, uh, I think Isaac Paula Mayal, he did, he did a nice job. Uh, he's got He's got quick speed. Uh, he's got a good break on the ball. He's got some size. He's got left. He'll come down here and tackle. Uh, I think he's going to be a really good football player. Other than that, fell up at the safeties. Uh, looked very average, maybe even below average. Not much to speak of in that area. Safety play uh, for the Trojans. So, uh, in a nutshell, that's pretty much what you have up at USC. Um, for the first time in a long time, I was at a practice for a extended period of time, and the talent level just did not look the same at USC. From what I remember, the talent level is down. Uh, I think the, the size and the speed is down. Uh, too many guys out there look like they play basketball. Uh, not enough dogs on the field. There's a lot to be desired for USC right now, and it's going to be interesting to see how they change that moving forward. Um, and, it, you know, it's all good and well to recruit potential and recruit win, but you got to get some guys out there that love the game and want to tear people's heads off. I'm not sure if that's the mentality right now up at USC, but we'll have to see what happens. But, again, I thought JT Daniels looked improved from last year. Of course, it is just practice. But I thought he looked a little bit more confident, a little bit more decisive. Uh, I thought the backups uh, did a nice job as well. A couple guys made some mistakes. Uh, but I thought JT looked um, better than everybody else. Again, the receivers on a strong spot. That trio is really good. You're talking about Bond, Brown, and Pittman. Um, I thought Josh Follow looked good at tight end. He's all 6'5", extremely long and athletic. They want to get him the ball on the move. But the line, they show potential, but they got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do to, to, to jail and to play with camaraderie and unity and togetherness up front in the trenches. The, the issue will be on the defensive side of the ball. Because I think the offense is going to score points. New offensive coordinator does a nice job with his tempo. He's got those guys lined up. He's got some nice plays up the sleeve. But when you talk about USC and their ability to win the Pac-12, the defense side of the ball has got to get it together. I'm just not sure if I see the type of athletes and the type of physicality on that side of the ball that um, would lead you to a Pac-12 championship. Um, I mean, they may have to outscore people to 40 because the defensive side of the ball, um, I don't see them generate much pressure on the pressure, on the passer, excuse me, and I don't see them covering many guys. So it's going to be a struggle. They're going to have to outscore people. Uh, they will struggle to stop people, 
But at the same time, it's important for us to know that depth is going to play a key role. And right now, man, I mean, most of the freshmen are in the area. I'm going to get there until the, until the summer. Right now, uh, USC's depth looks a little looks a little shaky. Quality depth. I'm not talking about there's just bodies behind bodies. I'm talking about quality depth. Guys who are experienced, proven, that can make plays in a college football game. They do not have a lot of those guys run around that Trojan field or that USC campus. So that's what I got for you, by the way. Trojan report, the state of USC. It's going to be interesting. How will the Trojans get up off the mat and bounce back from a subpar 2018 football season? We will find out shortly as the summer is approaching at the fall year. USC football, home away. Thank you so much for joining Transparent Truth. I know in a short show, this is all I got to tell you. This is my show in town. And it's very just a Yeah, be cool.